The talk. Talk amongst yourselves. Of Knoxville. The Bob Bell Show. Sounds fascinating. The Bob Bell Show. Joy 620 WRJZ. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Julie. Huh? Julie. And that is right. It is Julie. Hump Day, Wednesday. This is Andrew Wood, not Bob Bell. Andrew Wood joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Jason, this is our annual uh, end of the year fill-in for Bob Bell. I don't know if that means we are uh, at the top of the list or the bottom of the list. Yeah, I don't know either. But we're on the list. I will say it feels great to be on the list. I today. will say that Wednesday is midweek. So I don't think we were on top of the list. <laughs> so we're kind of middle of the road, yeah, which I think, is kind of the way that we function. That's right. Uh, really, in all of our shows, each and every week, yeah, on between, Wednesday, between, between Sundays. Sundays. Yeah. So, so uh, maybe what Bob was doing when he thought, "Hey, will Jason and Andrew cover for me?" Maybe it was, "Well, they'll be there Wednesday anyway. This way, they can just do my show and then hang out and then do the between Sunday show." Uh, uh, I'm going to think positive and think that that was that was the the focus. It, well, we're moving into a new year yeah. and we're believing the best. That's we right. are believing the best That's about right. all things, and so we're going to believe the best about Bob this morning. That's right, and I'm sure he's listening. Of course he is. And, <laughs> uh, and Bob, I'm not going to talk about your age today. That I normally every year I talk about every your age, year we speak of Bob's age uh, and how how difference uh, of an age there is between me and him. I mean, there's, it's just many, 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 many years. Right. Many years. Right. But in light but of, uh, in light of, uh, Bob's recent surgery yeah. and, and his continued, uh, improvement, we thought we need not bring that up today. Yeah. I will, I won't talk about his age throughout the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, get better, Bob. We, we love, we'll look forward to seeing you soon. We and do so, love you. So Jason, this is, uh, Christmas was last week. Right. And we predicted. A white Christmas, and guess what we got? We got it. A white Christmas. Just uh, a couple weeks ago on our show, uh, we are usually on on Wednesdays at 5 o'clock on the Between Sunday show, I offered a hot take. You did. And the hot take was that this year would end with some type of weather event. Yep. And, uh, and, and I would say that it was not only accurate, but it was extra accurate in that it created a disturbance that required difficult decisions. Yes. Uh, so yes, it did. as if we did not have enough hard decisions all year long, for those that are uh, unaware, I'm the pastor of Shoreline Church. We're out West Knoxville area, the intersection of Westland and Pellissippi Parkway. And it has been a year. Uh, man, we're so grateful to the Lord for the ways that he sustained us. But there is no doubt it has been a difficult year in so many different ways. And so many unique and difficult decisions uh, that we've had to make, whether it's related to COVID, whether it's related to masks, whether it's related to, you know, services or lack thereof, online, all of those things. And so sure enough, you know, the one thing that feels like it is a guarantee yep. is Christmas Eve. And we had four services planned. We had RSVPs for uh, every last service almost at 100% capacity. Uh, I think three of the four were completely mm-hmm. sold out, if you could use that expression. And one was very, the other one was very, very close. And sure enough, did we not start getting snow on Christmas Eve afternoon? Yep. And the cancellations <laughs> flooded in faster than the snow could fall. And it is okay. The Lord is still so, so good. But man, it just made for a difficult day. We sent volunteers home. We kept a skeleton staff sure, yeah. of our team together. 
and kind of managed to get through for the few brave folks that stuck around. And then also the main reason we needed to proceed was because we had online services. And so for a good portion of people, they had already indicated whether there was going to snow or not. They wanted to be at home and to to watch online. And so we had to kind of push through. But, man, I will say this. Once the hard decisions were done and once the services were complete, I got in my truck and it made for a glorious Christmas. It was it was gorgeous. It, the, the snow was absolutely pretty. We went to the two thirty yep. service. Yep. And so when we walked in, it was rainy, kind of cloudy, and even on the way to church, uh, the kids were like, "Is it going to snow?" And I kept telling them, I, in my mind, I was going, "I'm either going to break their heart, <laughs> or the, the weather people are going to be right." Right. And I kept telling them, "It's going to happen. We're getting snowed. I don't know how much. We're getting snow tonight." And Aaron was like, "Aaron's my wife," and she said. Uh, well, it's going to have to cool down quite a bit because right now it's not that cold. And I said, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Jason, Jason gave a hot take two it weeks ago. It was a hot ago. take. It's so going to happen. <laughs> and, uh, we walk into shoreline at, at, oh, because we actually made it there early yeah. around 210, 220. And then we, as we were walking out, it was snowing yeah. and my kids lost their minds. Yes. We, we stopped by to see Gigi at assisted living to, to wave at her and talk to her through the window and then while we were sitting there i was like okay things are getting covered we might need to get the old church van home and so uh we got home they, it just kept falling i text my brothers and, and made them jealous because they didn't have any snow mm. and then uh we went out and built get this because we haven't had that much snow here in knoxville my kids built their first snowman oh wow on christmas eve and that little fella he's a little slanted today He's still standing. Are we referencing to your son or are we referencing to <laughs> the uh, snowman? The, okay, the snowman. The snowman is okay. still standing. Uh, his head has shrunk quite a bit. <laughs> uh, but the kids were excited to see that he's still standing. And, uh, and so yeah, man, it made for a, a beautiful Christmas. I had the fire going. Uh, it was, it was, it was nice, man. Uh, now was, for those that may not listen, uh, to our afternoon show, which is hard to, hard to yes, fathom yes, that people wouldn't do that. Of course they listen. Yeah. Uh, they may not be aware that you are a pet owner. Uh, uh yeah. and, 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 yeah. and not just a pet owner, I would say an animal owner. Yes. Uh, because you have blurred the lines between <laughs> animals in general and pets. Yeah. And, and so you do own a number of pets, yes. uh, and one of which is a pig. Yes. And a pig that is named Hamlet that makes yes. its way into the house at times. At night. Like, yeah, at yeah. night. He yeah. sleeps in the house. So I just need to know, how was Hamlet's Christmas? Good. And uh, did he or she make it into the house on Christmas Eve? Yes. Yeah, he was. Away from the snow, things of that sort. Yeah, he was in the house. He's not a fan of snow. He's not a fan of cold weather. Okay. Uh, okay. And so we, we've gotten to the point now, if he gets uh, wet outside or cold outside, when he comes into our bedroom, and that's really the only places he goes outside, okay. straight to the straight to our bedroom. Uh, he now looks all around our bedroom and our closet. I've walked in the other day, and that dude pulled shirts off of shelves <laughs> in my closet. Uh, you know, Charlie's got clothes laying around. He's pulled those. He piles it all up and makes himself a bed. So he has his own blanket. Wow! But sometimes that's not enough. And so I'll walk in there, and it's like he stares at me like, oh, you caught me while I'm dragging your shirt across the floor. Uh, but but he, he had a good Christmas. He did not. He, he, did he made not it another up, year. I was going to say, he did not end up <laughs> yeah. as the Christmas ham. No, he made it another okay, year. that's good. He's lucky because it did get really cold, <laughs> and there was some there were some thoughts. 
Well, uh, we needed some bacon, but no, he, he to made me it. like it was, it Hamlet gets treated better at times than I do. Hamlet, uh, Hamlet so. lives a a cushiony. <laughs> I, I just started. I just started Little House in the Big Woods, which is uh, the first book of Little House in the Prairie. Okay. And the reason I started that book is because my son is reading through the series, and I was laying down with him the other night, and he said, uh, "I pulled it up on Audible," and and I was like, "Well." I said, should I download this, Gavin? And he said, yes, you should. They're great. And I said, okay, I'm going to download and listen to it so that we can talk about the books because I haven't read them. Right. And uh, let's just say that Laura Ingalls and her family, uh, the pig lived well, but there was a purpose for that pig, and it yes. was to feed the family. Mm. And so uh, Hamlet hasn't met that yet. Uh, but man, I'm I'm still uh, held up a little bit when you use the expression "Little House on the Prairie" and then downloaded yeah, right. in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that. Those yeah. things don't seem to reconcile with one another. Yeah, you think Laura Ingalls ever thought? Hey, somebody's going to be listening this to this story. It's going to get downloaded on yeah. on a phone that I don't even know. You know, they're talking about <laughs> trekking through the snow, killing bears, hanging up venison in the right. attic. Right. And I'm, you know, driving in my church van listening yeah. to mm. uh, listening to that. Well, Jason, today and right now, I think it's time to do the time capsule. What do you think? Ninety years ago, I was a freak. Today, I'm an amateur. Another turning point, a fork stuck <laughs> in day. the road. You know, Green Day, this song was played in my graduation. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> of course it was. I, as the class president, I had a lot of pushback. They really wanted this song. And, of course, me and my buddies wanted Garth the Dance. And so I just looked at all the Green Day fans and said, look, here's what I'm going to do. As the class president, I'm making an executive decision. We're going to play both of them. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> I was starting my diplomatic political days early yeah, yeah. by saying I'm going to make both of these folks happy by playing both of these right. songs. So, uh, for, yeah, for those of our listeners that don't know, Andrew uh, had uh, at least inklings towards politics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it feels based on that decision, you made the right decision yeah. to stay away from it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm never getting involved. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and so first <laughs> off, have you ever heard the phrase, book them, Dano? Uh, yes, I've heard the uh, yes. Yeah. Hawaii Five O. Right. Uh, it's a great. It was a. It was an old show. Uh, the kid from Brooklyn, born in New York, December thirtieth, nineteen twenty, made it big. So big that he spent the better part of his life living in luxury among the rich and famous there in Hawaii. John Joseph Patrick Ryan, known to most as actor Jack Lord, was even better known throughout the world as Steve McGarrett, Tough Cop McGarrett, Hawaii Five O, nineteen sixty eight. To 1980. That is a long time for a show. That is a long run. He went from being a dad to a granddad, I bet, during yes. that time. Uh, and then they've redone the show. Wasn't there a movie as well? Wasn't there? I, I, I cannot speak. I will any say, on I that. will say the the redo of the show, the newer version, pretty good. Okay, pretty good. I, I have a tendency. It. I know they're completely opposite, but for some reason, when I hear Hawaii Five O, yeah. I want to always, and even the music, I always want to confuse it with chips. Yeah, yeah it is different. It is different. <laughs> it's a different show. Probably very, similar. very different yeah. show. But it's just, I'm just. That's a full confession this morning. Chips is a different show. Yeah, you ever watch it? Uh, it yeah, is it's kind of shady. Yeah. It is a different Chip and Dale. Uh, is that what they're called? I don't know. I don't know about I don't that. Either. There was a. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll we're leave, we're we'll leave it at that. Uh, so December 30th, 1927, the first subway uh, was dedicated in Tokyo, Japan. Did you know that? You didn't know that. I did not know Many that. people worried that the ground under Tokyo was too soft for uh -huh. a subway. 
but their fears proved unfounded as the Tokyo Railroad Company opened the first section of the subway uh, and, and didn't have any problems. You know what's also a big moment? I can remember back in the... Uh in, in my high school, when we got our first Subway restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We have no Subways <laughs> no, underground. No, no, uh, we don't. We have no Subways underground here in Knoxville, thankfully. Uh, we're going to go to break, and then when we come back, we'll continue the time capsule. Uh, but we hope you're enjoying your day. We are, it's December 30th. We're almost through with 2020. Some people super excited. Uh, I, maybe most, maybe everybody. Yeah, a little bittersweet for me. Exciting. A little bittersweet. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back. Bob Bell. You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. It may not be the world, but he can promise the moon. Bob Bell on Joy 620. WRJZ. I'm leaving on a jet plane. I don't that's Peter Paul and Mary leaving on the jet plane. Hey, that's 1969. That was the number one song there in 1969. I've heard better versions. Sorry, hot take, but I've heard better versions of that song. Mm. Mm. I don't know if you can come back from break with that kind of stuff. I, I just did. So. Wow. I'm sorry if I heard any of you. If Peter, are, Paul, or Mary are listening. Changing the channel at this very uh, moment. Is that the most biblical named group? In the history of groups, <laughs> Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's so. that you nailed it. You nailed it. I, I'm not saying they're a religious group. What I'm saying is their names. I mean, it's one thing religious. to throw in a couple early followers of Christ. It's another <laughs> thing to throw in the mother of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, one wow. disciple, uh, Saul was converted and yeah. then became Paul, yeah. and then Mary, the mom. Wow, that is that's pretty pretty good. Uh, let's say uh, 1954. James uh, Arnes, is that how I say that? Arnes, Arnes, James Arnes made his dramatic TV debut on the Lux Video Theater in The Chase. Now, some of you may know him from Gunsmoke, but that didn't come till 1955. Uh, Jason, I'm sure you knew that, and you were probably wondering, well, what about Gunsmoke? That came in 1955 for him. Oh, okay. uh, did I watch Gunsmoke while we were at Aaron's Dad's? Yes. And a lot of rodeo. Uh, a lot of rodeo. He has a channel called the Cowboy Channel, which I don't have. And so when we go to Aaron's dad's, that's all I do. You felt like that was your opportunity to get caught up on rodeo yes. life. Yeah, even Charlie, my youngest, who's two, we were sitting down there, uh, and she said, uh, can you turn the rodeo on? And I thought, that is why you're my favorite. Well done, my good and yeah. faithful daughter. Yeah. And so we watched we watched so much rodeo. Yeah. And it was great. Uh, have you ever heard the show Let's Make a Deal? Of course yes. you have. 1963, Let's Make a Deal premiered. The game show was hosted by Monty Hall. And, uh, and so, yeah, Let's Make a Deal premiered there in 1963. 1967, on this day, 1967, Hello Goodbye by the Beatles jumped into the top spot on Billboard's Hot 100. It stayed at number one for three weeks. Did you see the other day Paul McCartney came out with a new album, I think exclusively on Spotify, or he made it his announcement on Spotify, but Paul McCartney, uh, and look, I'm full of hot takes today. I'm not going to download it. Beatles no. good. Enjoyed the Beatles. Right. I don't like a lot of Paul's uh, solo like, stuff. Feels like I should get... Um, it feels like I should get Paul's stuff on 
some type of record. Yeah, uh, not Spotify. Spotify. He yeah. looked he looked a little awkward announcing it with Spotify. <laughs> like I don't know what I'm doing. He he's he is. Oh wow, that's it. I did, uh, I did not realize that we were going to go accents. Yeah, that's morning. uh, you know, he, <laughs> you know, it's excuse a, me. Uh, my my you British me, accent goes me, in and out to choked, other accents. Choked up uh, yeah. today. You know, don't you know? Yeah, that is uh, that is <laughs> that is spot on. I may is, I may get voiceover uh, jobs. That is really really bad. That, I may get. Hey, you know. <laughs> And apparently, apparently it's the only statement he makes. That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, play left-handed, you know. Um, is he from Canada? No, I don't, he's yeah, British. I don't know. I think. Things, things uh, sometimes, have gone really uh, bad. Sometimes my British accent goes Canadian. So nice. Um, Nineteen seventy. Okay. So I, uh, on, on a quick note, uh, I played a, a uh, um, I played a Roman guard. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, kind of a centurion type role uh, in a Christmas musical. Yeah. Uh, years upon years upon years ago, as I was uh, in my early adulthood, like like right after college, and um, for whatever reason, I decided to give a British accent to <laughs> the centurion. So like citizens of the provinces of Rome. <laughs> like, what is like, hold on, did Charles Dickens? Yeah, wait, this? wait a minute. Yeah. It feels a little Monty Python yeah. right now. You yeah, know, you know, so. whatever. Anyways. They make fun of our accents, yeah. so why can't we? Yeah, sure. Do the same. 1978, Ohio State University fired its football coach Woody Hayes. The action came one day after Hayes punched a. Clemson University player during the Gator Bowl. Wow. Did you know that Woody Hayes is my great-great-grandfather? Uh, I don't believe you. Okay, that's not yeah. true at all. Either not way, true. he punched but a we player. Do have, but we do have the same last name. That's true. And Y'all I do, probably connected And I somewhere. do remember hearing things of that, even like, yeah. you know, just watching, like, history takes of, of him punching that dude. Well, yeah. you know, he shouldn't have intercepted the ball. Mm. And mm. so that's what happens. Mm. Um so let's see, 2001, so that's not that far long ago, the Reverend Jack Brock and his wife Sharon of the Christ Community Church in New Mexico burned Harry Potter books after calling them, quote, a masterpiece of satanic deception. And I will say that move really made the book kind of go down. And, yeah. and no one even has read it or watched any of the movies. I mean, it really made the difference. Yeah, exactly. That we were all looking yeah, for. Yeah, it really did. And and nothing, and they never ended up getting in a theme park. No, uh, you know, no. I mean, it really, it really uh, did what... It, did, they, it didn't. It, it didn't, actually it brought nothing. probably more people brought, bought the books. Probably so because they were like, "What's this Harry Potter they're talking about? Satanic? Tell me about this sorcery." You yeah. Speak of. Um, and I haven't read the books, not because I think it's satanic, but because I'm a grown man. <laughs> and so there you go. Uh, 1914, Burt Parks. Uh, that's when he. Let's see. He was. Uh, he died February 1992, but was born this day in 1914. Radio, TV host, Miss America pageant, break the bank, stop the music. There she is, Miss America. Uh, born 1914. Born this day 1920. Jack Lord. Uh, from what we talked about earlier, from Hawaii Five-O. Man. Yeah. It's a big day for Hawaii What if your last name is Lord? That is, that's intense. That's a lot of pressure. That means when you played sports, the back of your jersey said Lord on it. That's, and and as a, as like the team that's competing against. Yeah. Like, you can't talk trash. No. To the Lord. And I would just say, read the name. Read the name. You can't guard me. We'll talk more about those important things when we come back. 
Making your holiday mornings a little merrier. The most encouraging way to start your morning. Bob Bell, Joy 620, WRJZ. You know what this song is? I do not. 1937. Well, this song's not from 1937. So it sounds very well produced. Yeah, this is uh, this is Noel Paul Stuckey. Okay. Uh, from Peter Paul and Mary. Um, the wedding song. This is what he sung. The wedding song. Blowing in the wind. Puff the magic dragon. Uh, I dig rock and roll music. Leaving on a jet plane. Uh, they had a lot of hits. Yeah, they really did. They had a lot of hits. Uh, let's see who else had birthdays on this day. Meredith Vieira, uh, the TV host of today, who wants to be a millionaire. The View, 60 Minutes, uh, the CBS Morning News. Uh, this day in 1957, one Matt Lauer was born. Uh, we don't have to go into... Don't don't hear a lot about old Matt no, these days. he was on the Today Show, a squire of, about men, four women. He, you know. um, what do you... When you, when you mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just what, not going to go okay, there. Okay, got it. Uh, on, this day, on this day in 1975, Tiger Woods, one of oh. the best golfers to ever uh, play the game. Now, did you see he and his son... Charlie played yes. in this tournament yes. a couple weeks ago. like twins, yeah. It was really special. Yeah, that was It was really cool. cool. That was pretty cool. And, of course, a friend of ours, Scott Stallings, that, you know, yep. Tiger Woods kind of motivated him as a, as a boy to, to play the game, and now he plays on tour with Correct. him. Correct. pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, I have similar stories, you know, like, uh, let's see, there was a, a farmer in Cornersville that motivated me, and now we see each other every now and then. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Absolutely. Very similar. Very, it's, it's, you know, very similar. Uh, this day in 1978, Tyrese Gibson, uh, uh, the Fast and the Furious film series, oh, also okay. was, a, was a singer. One thing you may not know about him, he was the main dancer in a Usher video back in the day. Uh, really? Yeah, Google it. Huh. Uh, this day in 1984, LeBron James. Oh, okay. LeBron James born. He's been playing in the league he quite has a while. Been, and, and they really do think that he is going to make every effort to play until his son, Bronny, makes it into oh, the league. Wow. Have we ever had son and dad play in the uh, NBA? I know we have in baseball. I believe. Mm, <laughs> did Dale and Steph Curry have any crossover? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I'm not no, sure. I think Dale was. Quite I a think bit there older. has been uh, one or two other instances, but that would be uh, cool. LeBron and his son Bronny, which is great in itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're hoping to be able to cross paths. But how old is his son? His son is his son could potentially do you know the the one year uh, and then and be gone. So he's he's 17 something yeah, like that. Pretty good yeah. ball player too. Oh yeah, very good. Now is he at the level of LeBron? I don't I don't know. I don't, he's not the high school player LeBron was. Right. But he is good. He is very good. Uh, he's better. You know, you think about people like Michael Jordan, whose kids played, uh, but were never anywhere near. They couldn't. They right. Couldn't hold the shoes of, of Michael. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a. That's a tough job. Yeah, but LeBron's like, kid. I'm trying to fill in, you know, kind of fill the shoes of my yeah. dad. Oh, who's your dad? Michael Jordan. Yeah, no. Uh, who's your dad? Something else. LeBron James. But oh, it, but it does okay. appear that that LeBron's son can make a career of it. Yes, if he wants. Yes, it seems uh, like which will be which will be cool to see. And and we've seen we've seen a number of of great NBA players. Their kids eventually became good. You know, and you named Dale Curry. I mean, he's got two sons that have. Correct. Uh, had good careers Absolutely. in the NBA, and so 
Um, so yeah, it's always it's always fun My to watch that. My middle son, not too long ago, I I don't know if he was unaware. I have three sons, uh, uh, and and I don't know if he just didn't really know how careers work. I don't, really, yeah. I, I, which I really appreciate. But he asked if he was going to be taking over oh, the church the uh, reins, at huh? some point. Yeah, and I was like, works. well, well, buddy, uh, <laughs> I, I, I yeah. was kind of dumbfounded. We talked a lot about ministry and talked about, yeah. you know, you you have the full freedom to be able to do whatever you feel like the Lord wants yeah. you to do, and and I kind of told him that I didn't really have that authority to even make that well, decision. Well, you, you told him, you yeah. told him to be frank. Your your older brother would be the first. <laughs> So you could take it over after him. I did not you say, didn't that. say that. I did huh. not say that. Yeah, no. my son has said the same thing. Like, oh, so when I get older, I'll just lead hope. <laughs> yeah. Like you do. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I have that power. No. Um, no. And so, no, probably not. You probably won't do that. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, go get a trade job and make uh, make a good living for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's the way so, to go. It's the way to go. This, I mean, this, I'm a strong believer. All about college. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, sure. I, some I applaud those yeah. that go to college, but also, man, trade school it is the way to go in yeah. the future. Well, and there's just, uh, yeah, it's like my granddaddy used to tell me, uh, you you should go work in a funeral home and you go be a funeral director and you'll always have a job. And I thought, well, yeah, that's kind of morbid yeah uh, it of, is real morbid. I, I actually have a really good friend that does run a funeral home yeah. and uh and he keeps a, a really good perspective yeah. and balance on all things and indeed there's always a market uh but he really looks at it as a wonderful ministry yep. and cares sure, for people, and loves people. but man that is emotionally you're, taxing. you're with uh you're with people in their darkest of days and, yeah. and uh my i have two uncles that listen to my my granddad uh one uncle owns a funeral home okay. there in my hometown and has been in the funeral business for a very long time. And my other uncle lives in Memphis and is a funeral director. My mom worked in the funeral home. Man. Um, my granddad still greets and stuff at the funeral home. Uh, it's been a part of the, the family for, for a very long time. And so, uh, yeah, we, we need those folks. We, but it is, it is a ministry for sure. Yeah. Speaking of funerals, yesterday on the way home, uh, we were driving and I saw a cop car coming at me with lights on. And I noticed a hearse behind him. This is a small town. Okay. And so I was the first car they were meeting. So I got a chance to explain to my kids. I immediately put my flashers on and pulled over. Right. Uh, because that's what you do in small towns. And I got to explain to my kids why we were doing that. Okay. Why we were being respectful of the, uh, the folks going to the cemetery. Everybody had their headlights on, uh, we were, you know, we waved. I, I always feel weird about do we wave I, at the I, people? I don't know uh, if but the wave is. I will serious. say, here's the interesting part. As we were coming home, uh, Aaron's dad, we were leaving his house. He went to a funeral. That We left as he left because he had to go to a funeral. A cousin of his has, had passed. And so sitting there, and uh, he was in the, the line. I didn't know it was that. Really? And so I did wave well, at him. Should have waved I did him. wave at him, and I could see the look on his face of, why are they out this way? And why are they waving? Because we went out to Hanging Limb. Hanging Limb is where uh, the old family farm used to be, Aaron's family. Okay. Uh, and it's an area called Hanging Limb. I, I had this conversation. I'm from a country area in Middle Tennessee, yes. Cornersville. Grew up in Ostella. Uh, we have some funny names. Brown Shop Road, Possum Trot. We have some funny names of areas. Right. That's also why he references to his grandfather as Granddaddy. Exactly. Granddaddy. Granddaddy. Yeah. And so as, as I'm talking to Aaron over the weekend about different places in the, in the area there in Overton County, I was like, so where, explain to me where, uh, 
Aunt Ann lives. And she said, well, that's that's Crawford. I said, okay. I said, well, where is Hillham? And she said, well, that's up here. I said, well, well, I hear y'all talk about Hanging Limb. Where's Hanging Limb? And she said, well, Hanging Limb's up there by Muddy Pond. And I was like, well, where's Muddy Pond? She was like, over there by Vines Ridge. And I was like, you oh, are just word. making <laughs> things up at this point. Yeah. Over there on the rooster's beak. And then you go a little bit further and you're over there on the, and, and even when you start talking about it, your, your accent immediately goes to a place right. that you didn't know it could go to. Right. And Similar it, to when you gave us a British accent <laughs> a few true. months ago. That's yeah. true. And then you just drive on up there. And going through Muddy Pond, which is the Mennonite community, and then you go a little bit, and, and it was, uh, so yesterday we, we passed Muddy Pond, went over to, to Hanging Limb, and if we'd have went a little bit further, we'd, we'd ended up in Vines Ridge, and, uh, I was like, where does this road go though? Because this seems like, this is still part of the county, but my goodness, you're driving for miles, and, uh, she was like, yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere. Speaking of going nowhere, <laughs> yeah, this show. This show. <laughs> but we're going to try to redeem ourselves when we come back from the break. The Bob Bell Show. About to start right now. Joy 620 WRJZ. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Who in their right mind is going to believe this? Oh, you got to be kidding me. The day I get out of prison, my own brother picks me up in a police car. All right, first off, good morning. It is December 30th. We are inching ever so close to the end of 2020. My name is Andrew Wood, joined by pastor and friend Jason Hayes of Shoreline Church. And we're filling in for Bob today. Thank you for listening to Joy 620. And and hopefully your morning is starting off well. You know, some people are working. Some people are back to work. Uh, some people still have this week off. And uh, either way, we hope that you're enjoying the show with us. Right now, we are in a segment, everybody's favorite segment, called You've Got to be kidding me. And so Jason, start us off. What's a, what's some weird news that, that people would think you're joking? I've got Utah boy catches 48 pound trout six months after landing 41 pounder. So My wildlife goodness. officials in Utah said 11 year old boy landed a massive 48 pound trout just six months after reeling in a 41 pound trout. Utah Division of Wildlife Resources said Tyler Grimshaw, so big shout out to Tyler, drew attention online in June when the 10-year-old reeled in a 41-pound trout without any assistance at Flaming Gorge. That sounds like one of your communities. Or or something you need to see a doctor about. Correct. (laughs) Grimshaw, now 11, bested his own catch this month by reeling in a 48-pound trout in the same area. Both fish were released back into the lake. Way to go, Tyler. Way too So maybe he caught the same fish. Maybe it just gained some weight over the holidays, and uh, and he caught the same one. Could have, or could have been, or, could have been COVID trout, or it could, COVID could trout have could have put on a few pounds. Could have been, or or it's one of those fishing stories where just six months later the fish just got bigger. Which and he just said, yeah, it's bigger. I don't, you know, it's a bigger fish. I yes. threw it away before I took a picture, but. Uh, but man, it was a huge one. Yeah. Biggest one I've ever kinda seen. Like, kind of like we always joke at our, uh, our first ever interest meeting for Shoreline. Yeah. Uh, I mean, clearly I, I'm always just exaggerating it, not yeah. because number just really grows. the number really yeah. matters, but just for the sake of it. And so I've always joked, you know, we, we thought we were going to have 10 or 12 people that would show up at our yeah. interest meeting and we ended up having 40 or 50. <laughs> and then, you know, two or three years later, as I told the story, it was 65. Yeah, and 70, then, now we, we had 185,000 yeah. people yeah, who showed true. up at the interest really, meeting. We yeah. really, lost a lot of people. 
since our first interest meeting. Uh, yeah, my, my father-in-law was telling me the other day somebody that drives a concrete truck with him uh, had a wreck, and and when he first told the story, he said I was missing. Uh, there were a couple deer in the road. And he said by the end, uh, by the fourth time he told it, there were a whole herd of deer <laughs> in the road. Yes. Uh, and, of course, my father-in-law was saying that guy's lying. Is yes. what he's, he was actually on his phone probably. Yes. Uh, right, so what do you have for us? And so man tracks down author of 37-year-old diaries in Crawl Space of Home. Uh, now, there's no comma in there. I'm assuming the man wasn't in the crawl space of the home for 37 years, but the diaries. That would have been uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. A uh, Toronto man used social media to track down a woman whose childhood journals were found in the crawl space of his parents' home 37 years after they were hidden. Wow. Nick Gunn said his parents, that's a great name, said his parents found the two notebooks which bore dates from 1983 in the crawl space of their home uh, in the, at a boat, I don't even know how to say that, a Toby Coke area of the city. Guns posted photos of the notebooks on Twitter, hoping to track down the Allison Jenkins, whose thoughts filled the pages, and he read them all online, I think. Uh, filled the pages of the books when she was about 9 or 10 years old. Guns said he tried to respect her privacy while searching through the notebooks for information. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Honestly, the intent of the author could not be clear. This was a 9 to 10-year-old child who wants people to stay out of her writing. He told the news, we didn't want this 10-year-old kid across the gulf of decades to feel pride in upon. Gunn said his tweet quickly went viral and soon was spotted by people who knew Jenkins, a Vancouver music teacher with an active YouTube presence. Jenkins says she was initially skeptical of the messages she received from strangers on Facebook. She said, I thought it was a scam. That's a good way, because more than likely it right? was. Sure. And, and then I looked at it was one of odd the... Because she had initially gotten contacted by a Nigerian prince. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, that, yeah. that had or, a, or a Lieutenant Jenkins that, that is scamming everybody <laughs> as well. Uh, and then I looked at the one of the links that they sent, and it was a picture of the house that I lived in in Toronto, and my heart started beating fast. Uh, she said, I still thought it might be just a weird scam thing, so I Googled the story, and as soon as I saw the writing on the diary, I was like, oh, yeah. That's me, for sure. Guns and Jenkins are now coordinating to have the books returned to their owner. Jenkins praised Guns for respecting the privacy of, their, of her childhood thoughts. I'm really touched. I'm so impressed. Nick was so respe- respectful not to read them. He read them, just letting you know. Uh, I don't think I would have been that nice. And, and I'll let you know that Hallmark's already working on this, and right. she now is married to yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't know if the yeah. rest of the story is that they actually spent their first Christmas together yeah. just a couple if, of years uh, ago. If Hallmark is not writing this out... <laughs> Make the ages work and figure it out and have a man. They already had one this year about returning a ring to somebody. Have a man get the diaries back to a young lady. They're both. uh, It it would be perfect. I may write that story myself. I actually have a similar story here. Uh, and, And it also feels like it could be Hallmark worthy. Here's my article. Florida couple. Seeks Christmas card author who used to live in their home. Oh, wow. Like, okay, fair enough. You know, maybe it's 10, 15 years ago. No, no, no. A Florida couple said they are trying to identify the 85-year-old author of an unsigned Christmas card that arrived at their home with the details of the woman's memories of living in the house as a child. So it speaks about this family and talks about them living in their bungalow house for over the last two years. Uh, the house uh, was built in 1925, and this year they received a Christmas card from a former resident of the home who did not sign her name. Now, this is as it is written, okay? Some of the best years of my life were spent in this house. I moved there when I was eight years old. I am now 85. Not a Christmas goes by that I don't go back. In my memories of those war years, our gatherings, laughter, and tears, too, 
But all in all, they were good memories. Wow. Wow. That would be a great Hallmark movie, And then it says, there are a few of us left, and we talk about these days. Please forgive an old lady at Christmas with her heart still at Ninth Street. Enjoy your home. Merry Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas, if only in my dreams. Wow. That is... That's heartwarming. Right? <laughs> that is heartwarming, and I I don't know why. I kind of want to cry yeah. a little bit. I hope the lady showed up. I hope that they were able to identify her. That is That's the awesome. big. That's a great story. Big deal. And then the rest of the story goes on to say that that indeed she did also reconnect with the love of her life, <laughs> and it will be in That's a right. Hallmark Christmas. Party. And uh, she's eighty five, and he is forty two. <laughs> And so, uh, so it'll be fun. It'll be a great story. You know how we love to mock Hallmark yeah. Christmas movies, and yet we watch them. I watch all of them. Yes, we do. Uh, and and so before we, at the top of the hour, you know, the the seven o'clock hour, we're going to have a pastor in here, Joe Emmert from North Knoxville Baptist Church, and I I think this is a great lead in uh, as we talk about the uh, horse rescue from mud in an eight hour operation. Uh, firefighters, police, and members of the public participated in an hours-long operation to rescue a horse that became trapped in deep mud in the middle of a wooded area. Keegan Pike of Brookfield said her horse, Keegan Pike, that's a great name too, sounds like a place, uh, her horse, a seven-year-old named Stetson, another great name, had only been on her farm for about six hours. So he was trapped longer than he was on the farm. When he broke through a fence and ran about half a mile into the woods off Garney Road where he became stuck, in the mud, maybe a muddy pond. Oh, wow. Pike said she attempted to guide Stetson out of the mud, but ended up waist deep in mud herself. Mm. Uh, if he ran through the woods, which is what I did to find him, I followed his footprints and followed him to where he was. When I found him, he was already in the mud, and I didn't realize the swamp was as deep as it was. Wakefield firefighters arrived on the scene, were soon joined by police and the farrier and a veterinarian. Oh, wow. It was inches. They were moving inches by inches. It was, wasn't was feet by feet. It was inches by inches, Pike wow. said. Pike said the rescue lasted for about eight hours, uh, and unfortunately the horse died. Still stuck. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that story does remind me of, um, you know, kind of a similar event uh, at our home just in the last yeah. day or so. We... You know, we we have just recently had a a new patio put in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, we had it fenced, okay, kind of around the area. And one of the main reasons we had it fenced was one for a little bit of privacy, but also uh, because we have a new puppy. Yes, as you that's know. right. Yeah. And um, the new puppy named Oliver uh, also goes by Ollie. Yeah. Um, slipped through the fence. Oh. Uh, because he's still he's real small, little. Yeah. yeah. And right outside where they had been working on the patio, it was still hollow. it was still a little bit muddy. Yep. Hay, straw, and things that sort of been put down. And so what did I have to do? Open the gate. Step out into the mud. Oh, wow. And save the dog. It's very similar to that. Almost exactly the same. It took you how long? A uh, couple minutes? Uh, somewhere between one to two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and I got just a tad bit of mud on my shoe. Very, very similar. Yes. Very similar. Man, you should write a story in. I probably will. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to Pastor Joe Emmert when we come back from break. Okay, get ready. It's time for the Bob Bell Show. Joy 620 WRJC. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Julie. Huh? Julie. Huh? Guess what day it is. Julie. Huh? Jason. Julie. 
Guess what day it is. That's right. It is December 30th, Wednesday, hump day. My name is Andrew Wood, joined by pastor and friend, everybody's pastor and friend, Jason Wow. Yeah. You know, that's, Man, uh, that feels good. Uh, when you know that's how to not work. not true at all, but it feels good. Yeah, he's, he's not your pastor. Right. Unless you go to Shoreline. Unless you go to Shoreline. Then, yeah, hey, great yeah he is guys. your pastor. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, he's probably not your friend. Wow. Maybe he is. Wow. <laughs> that is that is really hurtful. Yeah, maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe he's an acquaintance. We, we kind of we kind of throw the friend thing around yeah. you know, loosely. Yeah. yeah. What's your uh, name again? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah okay. You're not even on Facebook, but it's no, like I'm not. I did post yesterday that we were going to be doing this. I couldn't even tag you. You could not even tag I me. I just had to write your name. I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, can't I've even tag to, you. I've had to. Um, we had a, a, a water main break uh, in oh, our wow. neighborhood, okay? Wow. Uh, and uh, the only way that I could get information was through our neighborhood Facebook group. Okay, because someone who was yeah sure they were keeping uh, you know they were kind of yeah. I guess keeping in touch with the workers and and they would post it. Well, I'm not on Facebook, yeah. and uh, I, I I love when I say that it makes me sound like I'm a thousand years old. I used to be on Facebook yeah, for a long time, you were. and it was really active. Yep, but I just decided I didn't need that in my life anymore. I and get so it. I get it. I'm now what a year and a half yeah, out or something of least, that sort, yeah, and so. Uh, I had to ask my wife multiple times. Hey, what's it saying? I was like, hey, tell me about what the Facebook says. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I sounded so, you know, ancient. Yeah. Honey, tell, tell me what, what's it, tell what me what those saying? kiddos are saying, saying on that newfangled device yeah. of yours. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, it's like I was telling you off air that my, uh, my father-in-law over the weekend was like, uh, I have a smartphone. I can look up anything. literally anything. Right. And he has a flip phone. Uh, that he praises and says, I'm never going to get rid of a flip phone and it can, you know, it's, it can call people. It's a military grade. Like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Cause only military use flip phones. They yeah. Don't. They use smartphones as well. Yes. Uh, but he said, uh, Hey, grab that phone book behind my seat and look up a number. And I was like, I'm going to, but I could find it so much quicker. I'm going to do this just to honor that. you. Yeah. And honestly, because I just don't have the emotional energy to talk about. Yeah. You know, now we could just pull it up. And here I'll be on the honest, phone. there was a moment when I grabbed that phone book where I thought, he said, turn to the cookbook section. And there was a moment where I thought, I don't know how to do, do that. I remember how to find the phone number. <laughs> and I'm going to feel like an idiot if I don't. But guess what? I found the phone Look number. Look at you. And so I was proud. I was proud of that moment. 2020, and, uh, 2020 was not a complete mess. And I think Aaron's dad, right there in that moment, thought she did the right thing by marrying this boy. Uh, I think that's what it was. This he young thought. fella, yeah. he can he can work his way around a phone book, a phone book with the best <laughs> the of The yellow pages. He can he can do it. Now I will say that particular phone book uh was outdated in two thousand fourteen. <laughs> so if you were a business that came after that, you're I not love. in it. Uh but but yeah, we, we did find what now, we needed to find. Now do you still receive a phone book that gets like thrown in your in your mailbox uh I don't today? remember. I, okay. I don't know the last time we got one. We do still on occasion get a phone book and it never even makes it into the house. Oh yeah. I feel no. bad about yeah. that. That's a lot of paper that's been wasted. Well they should do a better job goes, of figuring out who wants it. It just doesn't. goes straight to yeah. the trash can. It's re- it's the same thing where where sometimes because uh, I lead Hope Resource Center. I'll get phone calls about advertising and phone books and different things, and I'm going. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're going to. We still get quite a few calls regarding church directories. Oh, 
And I, I like a good church directory. And I used to really have a lot of appreciation for a church directory, but I'm like, I, I, I think that's called Facebook. But now. can I, can I, yeah. can I give a, uh, a challenge to you? Oh. Can I challenge you, Pastor? Oh, yes, please. From Shoreline Church? Please. When is Shoreline's 10 year anniversary? Uh, we, it'll be 22. Okay. Yeah. So here's what I would recommend. 2022. Yeah. Here's what, so. here's yeah. what I would recommend. All right. Give it to me. 2022 is a 10 year celebration. Yes. We go full on church, church directory. directory. I'm talking about Olin Mills type say, background. Do we have to gray, do the grayish blue gray background. background. I, I'm talking go full Uncomfortable, in. awkward yep. kind of postures full that we all in. take. Yeah. Can we do that? Okay, yeah. Absolutely. 2022. Will our I would buy it. Will our take staff it whatever. need to all get mm-hmm. our photos taken in the same monogrammed shirt? Yes. Because duh. that's part of it as well. Because yep. the front couple pages usually features the staff. Yes. And it does include everyone yes. in the and same And between shirt. now and then, you need to get those glasses that tint when you go in the sun. Oh. And you need to go in the sun right before the picture. So I like that, that. they're... They're in between the tent and the regular glasses, and people are going, does he have sunglasses or on does he not? or not? And you need to grow a mustache between now and then. That's just what I would recommend. I mean, and a sweater vest, maybe. Maybe a sweater vest. There are a lot of things to aspire to in this upcoming year. A lot of people set out big resolutions. Yeah, sure. A lot of goals being made. Basically, it seems as if my primary objective needs to be just to prepare for this, yeah. this project. You could... I've seen you let your beard go. You could grow a mustache. I could. I 100%. could absolutely grow a good mustache. And it wouldn't. And and I, I'm thinking uh, you were a blonde. I was. Okay, but yeah. I, your your facial hair is not blonde. No, it's now more kind of uh, dark and uh, gray. Yeah, that would be a pretty sweet mustache. Man. Yeah. So so that you've heard it here first. 2022 Church Directory at Shoreline. Woo! That's Everyone, be awesome. I think our listeners today are thinking. I mean, can we just get into 2021? That's but true. Oh no, that's true. Oh we're no. Looking to- I mean, we feel like if we're going to come in and we're going to hold down the fort yeah. for the Bob Bell. Yeah. I mean, the infamous Bob Bell. If we're yep. going to hold down the fort for him, we're not just going 2021. Yeah, we're already we're going 2022. Take that. Boom. Take that, COVID. <laughs> yeah. And so, so as we as we think about the end of 2020. Uh, what are your thoughts? I, I, I've, you know, there's a lot of folks that have, will will say this was the worst year ever. Uh, I, I'm not one that says that. It's right. been a tough year, certainly. Sure. There's been people that have lost jobs and and really, you know, lost family members and gone through a lot of stuff. Uh, but what are your thoughts as 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 we wrap up 2020? And you shared some thoughts on on Instagram the other day, which I thought were uh, very important, talking about the Christmas Eve service and, and what yeah. that meant. Uh, but what are some thoughts of 2020 from your perspective? So I would have probably two different perspectives. One is my personal perspective. And, and I'm always really cautious to mention this because um, uh, we do uh, recognize here, Andrew and I both, and we've spoken a lot about this, uh, we recognize this year has been Incredibly difficult, and I would say to a certain degree for us as well. Sure. Um, but in terms of things um, physical in nature, so I, I did not lose a job this year. Right. You know, I, I did not have a, a salary loss this year. We, we did not um, experience a, a death in our family or immediate family. Mm-hmm. I mean, some some of those things that 
that have been really burdensome on a, a whole bunch of people. Um, I, my family nor I have actually contracted COVID. Right. And so uh, there, there's been a lot there. I will say because of that, um, we have seen some of um, some of this year unfold with some of the, the positives, mm-hmm. meaning, uh, you know, we, we had that time of safer at home where we spent countless yeah. nights in a row having a family dinner. And I will always cherish that. Um, it gave us a chance to reset a bit and kind of not necessarily return back to kind of our previous normal. Right. And so I actually have some, some real gratitude and, and thankfulness as I think about 2020 on some of yeah. those things, because I do believe that it, it incited some thinking and, and a bit of a refresh that our family needed. Okay. And so, so a, a, a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. I would then say as the, as a pastor of a church here in our community, I truly do believe that COVID-19 has brought on a new era for the local church. And in many ways, I really do believe the Lord is using this event to uh, to to if I could use the term purge, maybe that that's not right. But to really purify yeah. his church, I, I'm not sure that the cultural Christian returns post COVID-19. Now, I could be completely wrong on that. I would also say there has been um, a very significant and I would say poignant um, identification of many people's opinions of not just the church, but also of the gospel this past year, um, meaning the way that we have interacted with politics has been really telling. Yeah. Uh, the way that we have interacted with loving our neighbor or not loving our neighbor, whether it's related to masks or COVID or our cautions, has been really, really telling. The way that we have interacted with the local church, uh, even something like giving, and again, I'm so grateful to the Lord. Our, our church has been so faithful, and, mm-hmm. and, and we've, we've seen so many really, really good things that have happened in 2020. But you do see a number of folks who have really identified giving to the church as a service is rendered mm-hmm. transaction, meaning if I'm not there... I'm not giving. Right. And meanwhile, you're losing sight of all of the countless partners and global, you know, missionaries and things right. of that sort that the church is serving. And so I really do believe that the local church will be different. Uh, I, I, I've always said that as we see in scripture, the local church will prevail. Um, this particular iteration, and I don't mean specifically Shoreline Church, I'm right, talking about right. this generation of the local church. I do believe is going to change to some degree and not in some uh, uh, diminishing way, not in some, you know, like watering down way. I actually really believe that those who are going to hold on to the things of the gospel, I believe they're going to hold on to it all the more. And I believe there's going to be a true um, uh, delineating between kind of cultural Christianity and an authentic fellowship of Jesus and, and, and in many ways, that's hard to see, and in many ways, it's also really exciting. Yeah. And so, man, it's been wild, uh, really, really complicated to say, oh, how great are family dinners at home? And, yeah. oh, wow, that's that's hard to see on certain things. Well, even, even putting into perspective, uh, and I've talked with this about to a lot of people, is, 
the so so many different experiences, even with COVID. Right. You know, I had family members that had it that never had a symptom, and yep. so their experience with COVID is like this wasn't even a cold. Right. It wasn't even that. Right. And then I I, I currently have family members. I have a granddad that's in the hospital yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. And I have a grandfather and, that passed away. And, and so and so and so we we have these things where you have. Then there's a family in Livingston that I know that the father and son spent months in the hospital and both of them died. Right. And and so you have so many experiences with all of these. You're going to have some families say this was some of the sweetest moments our family ever experienced. And you're going to have some families say 2020 was the hardest moment our family ever experienced. And, and recognizing that and walking through that is going to really tell a lot about how Christians are dealing with this and loving our neighbor. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Who are you? Bob Bell. Hey, wake up. Just as much a part of your morning routine as sending the kids off to school. Enjoying yourself and having fun. On Joy 620 WRJZ. Say, say, say what you want, but don't play. And it's 723 here in East Tennessee. December 30th. We are one day away from New Year's Eve. So we have two days left, counting today, two days left in 2020. Now, do you have big New Year's Eve plans? <laughs> no. Do you ever no. have New Year's no. Eve plans? No. Okay. Now, you know, really since having kids, the thought is, and, I mean, just this year in general, it's like I don't think we're going to go to anybody's house right. on New Year's Eve. But since having kids, like I have my oldest is nine, my youngest is two, I don't need them staying up to midnight. Now, right. when, when Gavin was the only child. that's a. That there's a multi-day effect. Oh yeah, if that's you do not that. yeah. right. When Gavin was the only child, we did. I remember go. We went to somebody's house for New Year's Eve, and we stayed. And he was already in pajamas, and and he fell asleep. And so we didn't feel as bad. He's the only child, but with four, I can't have four staying up right. till midnight. So what we'll probably do is stay in the living room. They'll all fall asleep in the living room. Yeah, probably all of us will fall asleep in the living room before yes. midnight. I did see that New York is still going to drop the ball. It just won't be the big, yeah. uh, you know, gathering. Uh, but but they are dropping the ball. So, right. Uh, so we may watch that. But hey, here's the thing. I, and I may sound like a uh, an old uh, fuddy dud. Right. But watching any, even watching those shows, I'm like, I don't know. I I I, I don't know what may pop up on the screen. I don't know if I need my kids watching. Oh it. no doubt. I saw a commercial over the weekend. I'm not going to get into on ESPN right during primetime football. And I was, there's very few things that shock me. And I'm not a, uh, you know, I, I, I typically don't assume the best of, right. of commercials. This commercial absolutely, and I'll t- I'm not going to even talk about it on here. I'll t- tell you about it off the air. But it was one of those things where I thought, am I living in the twilight zone? Like, this is not late night TV. This is right. primetime football. They they are well aware, ESPN, that there's dads and sons and daughters and families sitting yeah. here watching this game. And this is the commercial. And right. I'll just say it's a Ritz cracker commercial. Oh gosh. And it is it was Stunningly mind bad. blowing. Really? Mind blowing the message that it was putting across uh, for Ritz crackers. Uh, mind really. blowing. Yeah. Google it and uh and you'll probably be upset. Well, too, that but. really puts a, a, yeah. a damper on Sorry, I didn't on, want to go into that, but me transitioning because let's face it. I asked you about your. Yeah, do you have big plans? I asked you about your yeah, plans just so you would ask me yeah. about my plans. What are your plans? plans, Jason? Oh, I don't have any. You don't have any. That's <laughs> what I figured. No, we actually, we, we really do, uh, usually get together with, um, several couples, uh, that we've done this for, I mean, years upon years. And over the years, it certainly, uh, has, has kind of morphed. Yeah. 
there was a point where most of us had our kids were were younger, and most of us also have family in town, so we were often dropping off our children to sure. spend the night yeah, at nice. grandparents, yeah. and then we would all stay out and play games and and you know do whatever it may be. Yeah. And so uh, then, as some of our kids started to get older, uh, we we actually started including some of the kids uh, over the recent years. And then this year we just made the decision a couple of weeks not, ago, yeah. like, hey, let's not all do that. Yeah. So I guess my tuxedo will go unworn. <laughs> yeah, and your your uh, your glittery glasses <laughs> in twenty twenty one. Yeah, and Carrie will have to put her sequin ball gown yeah, away. Man, that stinks. Yeah. Maybe next year. You know? Yeah. I guess and, so. and so uh, you know what? Are you do you play cards? You do you do any of those? I uh, I do enjoy playing we, cards. Uh, I played I, rummy over the weekend for the first time in. A long time. My goodness. I yeah, I probably time. have not played rummy in 15 years. It was fun, but yeah, very. It, it was. Uh, it took me a little while to figure out. Like I couldn't even remember the rules. Like what? What is this? What's happening? Your go-to uh, card game on three. One, two, three. Uh, yeah, I don't really have. Oh, one. I don't have one. Mine's rook. Rook. Cause I, I, love I don't know rook. if I've ever played rook. Wow. Uh, if I, and if you're I, from Cornersville and you've never played my, Rook? This wasn't my thing. I would have thought for sure that would have been no, a thing. Wasn't my, I mean, I'm sure it was a thing for some people. I was taught to play Rook in Fenchers County, Tennessee. Oh, come on. In okay. Jamestown. Yeah. Al Mal. Yeah. And so, uh, so, yeah. Alvin C. York. Uh-huh. My granddaddy yeah. knew Alvin come C. York. On. Alvin C. York. That's a hero. He was a hero. A great movie. No doubt about it. Yeah. I, I've swum, swum. Swum, man. Wow. Yens go swimming, uh, swimming up there. <laughs> Yens do that over there. I went swimming many a day in the Alvin C. York State Park. Come and on. there is a little dam and, uh, and little, uh, you know, kind of picnic area yeah. and swam there many a day. We were talking earlier on the show about exaggerations. Uh, look, he's a hero, and, and he did a lot of great things. I feel like the more that story is told, the more Nazis he uh, rounded yes. up. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, it started with, you know, whatever the appropriate yeah. number was. Now it's and a then, thousand. Yeah, it's exactly right. Uh, Hitler was included, I think. Right, yeah. and he actually, he actually, with his bare hands, flipped a tank over. Yeah, all, I mean, he was in, incredible. Yes. Really incredible. He was uh, an incredible And, and every guy. bit of exaggeration that that might be associated with him is warranted. Well-deserved. Yes. It's exactly. kind of like the exaggeration of Dolly. Uh, Dolly Parton. Yeah. Yeah, well-deserved. She's a saint. Say whatever you want to. Yeah. I, speaking of, I watched... Uh, Let's see. On Christmas Eve or Christmas, they played Code of Many Colors on, yes. on TV, which is a great. Did you watch movie. the Dolly Christmas? Special? And then I watched the Dolly one just uh, a couple nights ago. It was great. Uh, yeah, where she tells the story of her of her dad uh, getting stuck in the mine, and then the family in the snow. Uh, but you know what we didn't remember about the first one, uh, the Code of Many Colors, right? Was how sad we. Yes. I looked over at one point. Grana and Aaron are sobbing. <laughs> And I was like, oh, this is, it's, it's heartwarming, but my goodness, is it sad? Uh, but, but what a great story. I mean, it, it, and I, I said when we were watching the, the second one, the, the Christmas special, I was like, they, she needs to come out with one of these every year. What are we doing? Right. There's got to be so many stories that she could tell. Dolly really is a, she is a gift to America. Oh, my goodness. We're, we're blessed that she's from East Tennessee. We really are. We are. 100%. 100%. She's, she's amazing. That you, you know who else we're blessed to have here in East Tennessee? Who? Bob Bell. Bob Bell. That is true. And here we are, filling in for him today. That's right. We really love Wednesday, the December 30th. Really, really low. Whoever's filling in the rest of the week, we have set the bar so low. 
that you can only be successful. Yes. And you're welcome for that. Happy New Year. We'll talk more in a sec. The Bob Bell Show. Should we believe the hype? Something you can believe in. What hype? Well, something. Bob Bell. Joy 620. WRJZ. So as the show continues, 7.36 on this Wednesday morning, traffic and news coming in. At, no, I don't have any. I mean, we're going to have that at some point, but yeah. we don't. We, I don't have access to Traffic, it. not as bad as Sundays. Yeah, I will say. News. I will say, if you get, if you have to be somewhere at 6, traffic's great. Man, zipped right. There was no issues. The only problem straight I had, on into the studio. The only problem I had was one light went red, and I was like, hey, literally there's no one around. Why are you turning red? And so I ran it. And so I thought that was in it. I'm kidding. I didn't run it, but I did think. There's no one I around. Could, I could. I could I run did. it. I may have stopped at a Weigel's this morning. I may have stopped at a Dunkin's. So. At 5, yeah. uh, whatever time it was. Sure. 5.15 this morning. And... um not not a big crowd. Not Did, a big crowd. Didn't have to wait a lot. Yeah, I, I, uh, I last night I googled. I was like, "What time's Duncan open?" Make sure they were going to be open, and they are. They open at five, and so uh, I ordered on my phone. Whipped in there. There wasn't even a line. I could have yes. ordered at the drive-through, right? And uh, got my stuff. I will say, I ordered online and gave them plenty of time. Got to the window. They handed me the food, and were like, "Oh, you also had a drink." Yeah, I yes, did, and yes, so they had to make it. So it wasn't ready when I got there. Did but. you get your run in this morning? No, absolutely not. Man, no. I mean, yeah. I'm going to run. Uh, do that later today. Yeah, I'm going to run it on the Greenway. After we get done here, i got to go into the office and, and do do a couple things. As, as you know, I've been off since before Christmas Eve. Right. And uh, But i got to do a couple things in the office, and then I'm going to go run on the Greenway down by Calhoun's. I love running that area. Yeah. And so I'm going to do that. It's going to be warmer today, and uh, so they say. And so, got to get uh, it in today because I think it's going to rain tomorrow. Yeah. And so, you know, I will say I took off, uh, not intentionally, but when we went to Aaron's dad's, I packed everything because I love running at his house because he lives away from civilization right. on a back road. And there's actually a hunting preserve next to him. And so you can see elk and hogs and all. It's just an amazing place to run. And, we were about an hour from our house, and I realized I left my shoes. Oh. So the only shoes that I brought with me were boots, and because uh, you can't go to his house, they don't they don't look as good with your running shorts. Oh, and my uh, tights, oh, yeah. oh, or, or as uh, as uh, Evelyn calls them, my girl yoga pants, which oh, wow. makes me feel uncomfortable when she says that. They kind of look like that though, right? Uh, but yeah, red wing boots with those, not great. And so I didn't run. I didn't run at all. Have you seen the new um, electric Mustang commercial? <laughs> I have not. There is a there is a commercial that includes some of the cast of Christmas Vacation. Oh, okay. And Chevy Chase is right up. there, and he's like, you know, like about to plug the lights in. Yeah, yeah. To, and so they've kind of like recreated that. And, uh, one of the, the characters, she's standing outside or something and, uh, and they're kind of all out looking at the lights and she says some statement to the extent of, I hope everyone doesn't see me in my yoga pants. Yeah. And then the other individual says, you mean you're sitting on the couch pants? <laughs> yeah. Right. And, exactly. uh, and so, yeah, yeah I, that's I exactly what that. they are. I, I have some tights that are similar to what you, uh, are yeah. describing. Problem is I stopped running. Oh, yeah. And so now they are just indeed my kind of They're lounging there. around the house pants. And I will say yeah. I uh I don't mind wearing them. I I, I kind of wear them around the house and even at times Grant is like, "Yeah, you should really put on some like real pants. That wouldn't be a bad thing." Yeah. And uh 
I have be you know, one thing about wearing I wear a bandana right. as my mask. Right. And that covers up quite a bit of my face. And so there was a couple weeks ago where I just got done running, so I was in my tights and a like a long john shirt and we needed something at the grocery store and I thought I really don't want to change because I've been sweating and right. I thought, well, I got my bandana. No one's oh, going to no. put a hat on. Oh, no. And so I went to the grocery store in my running tights with a bandana and a hat, and I just owned it. And wow. I, and no one recognized Every me that I'm aware of. Every time that I see you and you come in with that bandana, I feel like you have actually just robbed a yeah. train. Yeah, uh, it's like, a, like, like you actually were on a horse and you pulled up uh, you know, next to yep. the train. You jumped 100%. on. 100%. And you, you it's always been a dream of mine yeah. to wear the bandana and not be made fun of. And now it's Here acceptable. I will say the other day I, w- I have three. I have a black one, a navy blue one, and a red one. Okay? okay. And so the other day it was Christmas time. And so I, I said, I looked at Aaron and I was like, maybe I'll wear the red one today. I think we're going to go to Christmas Eve service. Okay. And so I pulled it out of the drawer. And then me and Aaron both looked at each other and went, yeah, no, put that one back. <laughs> Don't wear the red one. It's just a uh, bit much. Huh? Yeah, uh, and I have red hair. It just it wouldn't have worked. No. Uh, and it, when you wear a red one, it really does look like you're you're a bank robber right. from the old right. West days. Yeah. And so uh, so we didn't we didn't use that that much. But but as we as we finish up, we do want to highlight. We we mentioned that that Joe Emmert would be here. He's actually going to be on. He had something come up. He's going to be on another show in the coming weeks. But he is going to be the focus and the the uh, the pastor the the sermon that's over on Sunday, right, Dave? Uh, so this Sunday, uh, they'll be highlighting a church and, uh, and a sermon, and it's going to be Joe Emmert of North Knoxville Baptist Church. And yes, so that, that's a today's word. That's today's word. Yeah, that's sponsored by Fox Toyota. Yes, so, so you can, you can listen to that, uh, this Sunday, sponsored by Fox Toyota. They're a great sponsor of the show. They really I have are. a question for you. Okay, oh, ask I don't know if it's true or not, but, uh, I think, uh, President Trump, I know you don't like politics or anything, but <laughs> President Trump has, has, I think, has turned on Mike Pence in some way. Have, oh, you, no. have you been hearing about this? No. What did he say? Well, that uh, something about uh, that Mike Pence, from what I read constitutionally, he does this as a formality right, to right. certify yeah. the election. He does do that. Yeah. But Trump doesn't seem to understand that. Well, it, it's here's the thing, uh, and and we're not. Uh, I refuse to end the year talking about politics, but I, but I will say, I will say that. But uh, you, you can speak with. Uh, you're yeah, well informed. It is it is a complete uh, formality in theater. Uh, every vice president does this, and and uh, the difference is this year there's some question: in, was there fraud? Was there not fraud? And if there was fraud, was it enough to overturn the election? You know, I'm not going to answer that but but the the question of vice president mike pence overseeing the certification that's what every vice president does and it mainly what that is is they say each state has put forth their electors we're going to recognize those states for putting forth those those electors and here we go what what some folks are arguing is mike pence needs to go in and say no trump won look i'm, I'm telling you if, if that were to happen uh brace yourself first off second off then we will never have a, a legitimate, credible election ever, again. ever again, ever again, because whichever side holds power, we'll just mm. do that. And so what I would say is I'm a state's rights guy. And if each state puts forth their electors, if a state decided, say Pennsylvania decided there was enough fraud that they're going to they're going to appoint their electors for Donald Trump instead of Joe Biden. 
then the, that that's up to the state. And then Mike right. Pence would certify that. Okay. It's not up to Mike Pence to to uh, forgive the pun Trump states <laughs> and and make those decisions for them. That would be my take. I don't want to upset anybody at the end of the year, but that would be my take. Sure and so it is. Years. It is a it is a formality. Oh, I mean, it is it is it it's is just theater. it's far too late if you think that I am not offended by that. <laughs> yeah, it is, that yeah, is, uh, that is disgraceful. Uh, here's the, here's the thing. I have uh, I got off Twitter months ago, and then it, right at the election day, I, I started an account again just so I could follow the election uh, goings on, and uh, and now I'm off again. Yep. I mean, it, and it's been freeing and. Uh, and man, it's been great. It really has been, been great. And so, uh, I don't, whatever happens, I would say pray for the leadership, who, whoever yes. that is. Pray for the president and the vice president and pray that, that the church would stand up and love their neighbors well in, in our communities. Would this be the inappropriate time or maybe it would be the appropriate time for us to mention that on our weekly show, Wednesdays at yeah. five, between Sundays, the drive at five. Yeah. We often talk about these type we issues. Do. And we really do try to talk about whether it be politics or whether it be other societal things that have popped up. Really just try to talk about them from the lens of the gospel and to consider um, the weight that is associated yeah. with them, but also the hope that is found in Jesus. And so we try to find a balance in that. Uh, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we do recognize yeah, that a number we, of these issues do matter. What we try to do the last the last six months or so, what we've been doing is really tackling the issue of masks and whether or not <laughs> you should wear them and if they're scientific Because no one's or been not. talking about COVID. I mean, we figured if, if no one's going to talk about it, who better to talk about science than me and Jason? <laughs> uh, I mean, that just makes sense. And so I'm oh, kidding. That's not what man, we talk no, about. We and and uh, guess what? Today at 5 o'clock, we're not going to talk about that. We are not. So, but it's going to be a fun we're show. We'll, we'll come back in a sec to talk more here on the Bob Bell Show. <laughs> we wish you Bob Bell in the morning. Joy 620 WRJZ. You know, and we, we are ending the show today, Jason. Two hours flies by. It is 7.50, 10 minutes from 8 o'clock, and uh, we're about done. We're about done with the show, uh, the Bob Bell Show. Bob is listening somewhere thinking, do I have a job left? These guys are so incredible. Is there even a job for me to come back to? Because the fans are, are screaming for the the Jason and Andrew show right uh and and Bob, the, the phones okay. have literally not rung once they have not <laughs> rung once now granted we've we've not opened up the yeah, lines but they have literally I, you thought I was gonna say we're ringing off the hook not rung once no they no. have not maybe none of you are listening maybe the transmitter went down two hours ago. And we have just kept talking. I think that's a possibility. That's certainly possible. And and there's a decent possibility that the same amount of listeners would be in either scenario. Exactly. exactly. Whether people are actually yes. available to listen yeah. and able to listen, or they're just choosing not so to So I have a question for you. When Give you got up to leave this morning, right. was your wife awake saying, man, I cannot wait to hear what y'all have to say for us this morning, I already have the radio on. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to My listen. My wife with our new puppy yeah. uh, was um, not as eager in light of the fact that me getting up, which I, I, sure. I do get up, but I don't get up to the degree that I got up today, meaning I'm right, up. Right. 
uh, in the house. I can yeah. kind of quietly go to the sure. den. I can read. <laughs> I can, you know, kind of get breakfast going. But today it was like I'm actually get like ready. getting dressed, yeah. getting ready, getting out the door, the garage doors opening, those yeah. type of things. And so the dog was awakened. Yeah, yeah. And thus, not only was the dog awakened, but then my wife was awakened. And so um, I'm sure, I am sure yeah, of course. that just in an expression of her gratitude, I mean, of, yeah, her sure. gratitude yeah. for me waking them up, that she spent the last yeah. two hours listening. Yeah, my uh, wife was still sound asleep. <laughs> uh, now the pig got up. I had to take Hamlet out. Yeah. had to take uh, Toothless, our dog, out. Right. I had to take Ruby out. Uh, they all woke up with me, but, uh, but yeah, Aaron never got up and, uh, I'm sure listened to zero seconds mm. of this, of mm. this show. Um, and, and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, because I'm going to make sure that she hears it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. That is the beauty of our show that we yeah, get a chance to, that we it. podcast everything. Yeah. And so I'll upload it. We can just we'll, like, hey, we'll probably even put this show on our between Sundays honey, what's, podcast. What's coming? What, what, what is this? This just coming up onto yeah. our, you know, our echo show that yeah. we have at the house. That's right. Uh, and then I'll say, shh, 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 shh. This is the good that? part. Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, I made a great joke here. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, mate. Yeah. So, um, in all sincerity, we are always appreciative yeah, for the great. opportunity to fill in. It's fun time. Uh, for Bob Bell. He truly is a legend in our community. He is. Uh, Bob, we'd love you. We're I mean, he's been doing this you. show longer than I've been on the planet, I think. I mean, because he's so, like, seasoned. So old. Seasoned we, I mean, oh. Age. Was that yeah. the expression that so we're wise, using? so wise and elderly? Wow! Yeah. Wow! <laughs> yes, he yeah, actually I thought has. Maybe, he has been doing this show for twenty something years. Though. Yeah, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, and and we're not twenty. You are not. obviously that is not. <laughs> yeah, accurate. not at all. That is not, not accurate. Uh, one of the things that I love the most about Bob Bell, we're going to end our show today just talking about oh, the things nice. we love most yeah. about Bob Bell's man. Every time I come into the studio, that man. Has a smile on his yeah, face, he is. and he is always, yep. always warm in his greeting. Yeah, and uh, that includes often a bear hug. It does. Uh, sometimes that includes he picks you up off uh, the ground. A, a, a Makes me feel really firm, uncomfortable. A very yeah. firm handshake. Yeah. Uh, but man, I love that guy. And uh, Bob, we are continuing to love on you and pray for you. Yeah, you know and, what's uh, interesting I'm about Bob to be for you. What's today. interesting about when me, you, and Bob are in a room is. Who's going to get the most words in? Because all of us are, are talkers. And so even when I've come on Bob's show, I take it as a challenge to go, I'm going to talk more than him. Oh, I like that. And so because that's very difficult. And I'll be honest, if you come on my show, that's going to be, hey, it's going to be a competition to who can talk the most. And so it's always fun. What I like, there, there's never any dull or, or there's never even an awkward silence. No. Because there's always something to say. That is it correct. doesn't matter if we're talking basketball, football, church, uh, Calvinism, anything. <laughs> anything. There is Arminianism. There, there are things to talk about when we're in a room. And I like that because I don't like awkward silence. And you don't have to worry about that with Bob. And, and that's why we're in radio is because, you know, some people go, hold on, you mean – you can talk on radio for an hour or longer, and no one else is in the room. Like, yeah, and I, I could go a lot longer than that. One hundred percent. And my wife will one hundred percent testify <laughs> yeah, to that. I mean, and and then you you throw somebody else in there with me, we could literally go forever. Now, do you have any kids that uh, have taken up your kind of same personality in that? Meaning, my youngest son. 
is me when it comes to he just talks oh, Gavin, to be talking. Gavin would would can talk to you about literally anything. Right. Uh, birds. He knows birds. Uh, literally do, anything. Do any of your kids talk nonsensically? Like they will just say things that that at times don't even make any sense. But Evelyn it's just Lewis. an yeah. effort to yes. kind of be using the the you know vo- his vocal yeah. cords or her vocal cords. Yes. That's that's kind of what my youngest son is. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, and out of the blue, Evelyn said, uh, "Daddy, when I she's three, or five, she just turned five. Uh, when I get married, I'm not going to live with you." Okay, I didn't think you would. I would be worried if you did. Uh, she said, uh, but I'm going to drive my husband over to the house to see you. Oh. And then that took her down a path of, I don't know how to drive, but I've seen you drive, so I can drive if I've seen you drive. And what that means to me is Evelyn needs a nap. She yes. just starts rambling about nothing, uh, but it was really sweet that that's where her mind went. Uh, in that moment of I need to go to bed, man. I mean, <laughs> all right. So for those that that uh, that might not get a chance to connect with us uh, before the year's up, give us one prediction for twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. I think with the help of vaccines and with the help of herd immunity, that just because so many people have had COVID, I think by summertime we the the social distancing and those things will be a thing of the past. I'm not I'm not certain that mask will be. Right. But I, I think with vaccines and everything by July we will feel like we're pre COVID. You think we're gonna celebrate freedom on, on July fourth? Look, I'm not gonna advise the president, but if I was advising the president, whoever that may be, <laughs> party that I agree with or not. I would make it a point to tell my cabinet and all of my staff, July 4th is the day. We will celebrate freedom in a lot of ways. Yes, that's what I would that say. Day. Happy New Year, folks. Hope you enjoyed the day, the morning, with me and Jason. Bob, we'll talk to you soon. It's been fun. 2020. Peace.